Hi everyone. Hi. <laughs> welcome welcome back. back to the pod. <laughs> we have a really exciting guest today, which we're super yeah. excited about. So hi Carolina. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I am good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm I loving know. this podcast swap. <laughs> I know. It's such funny timing too, because like our episode with you just came out on yeah. um Carolina's ep- uh, podcast so I don't know I feel like the timing was really good I know yeah no yeah. like the timing and it wasn't even planned on purpose yeah so. <laughs> we were just reminiscing about your pod episode and what we talked about on that mm-hmm. so this is gonna be fun to do another one yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like such a flowy conversation yeah. like we didn't mm-hmm. have to try or plan or like yeah. it just kind of happened yeah. and it was so on point so i'm excited to be back talking to you guys and excited to be on your pod yeah yeah we're excited to like talk about you hear about your story and i feel like it'll be very fun um but if you guys haven't listened to the episode that we did with carolina definitely go check it out her podcast is named luna um you can find it on spotify is it on apple pod too yes yeah it's on every i think every streaming platform pretty much amazing so definitely go check that out but yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> so do you want to start out just by telling, uh, you know, t- obviously we know who you are, but telling like our listeners like yeah. a little bit about you and, and kind of what you do? Yeah, of course. So I am many things, but I like I think I think starting out with saying I'm multi-passionate is important because I'm a health coach and like I have a health coach certification. So I've worked with clients before and I'm also a content creator in the wellness and lifestyle space, especially focused on food and self-love and body image and confidence and all of that. And then and spirituality, of course. And then I also work a full time job in tech. So it's like tech and the intersection of that with the creator world because it's focused on helping creators monetize. So I do have like that aspect of myself as well. And I'm also mm-hmm. very into astrology. So I do birth chart readings for people that have like my astrologer side. So yeah, that's a little bit about yeah. me. And I've been creating content for two years and I've been doing the podcasts for a little over a year. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ah, That's so many things. <laughs> yeah. So many things, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Truly. We, we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, how you got into podcasting because you were saying that you started your podcast, like, recently. So, like, what kind of, like, inspired you to start it? Yeah. So, yeah. I've always really, like, enjoyed podcasts, but especially mm-hmm. in the pandemic, that was really when I got into podcasts and, like, the hot girl walks, just like going on walks, <laughs> listening to podcasts. Yes. And I, it just like got to a point where I was just kind of like, I really want to have my own. And I felt like in the spiritual like community or just like in the realm of spirituality, there weren't any like short kind of like punchy podcasts. So that was kind of what I originally started out doing so it was kind of like just making mainly like 15 to 20 minute episodes just like breaking down spirituality making it very grounded very like easy to understand and like not anything just like out of reach so Mm -hmm. that was kind of like why I started the podcast and then as it's evolved I feel like it's just become a place where I'm able to have like very deep conversations with people and just kind of expanded beyond spirituality to also just tap into holistic health which is kind of how I see what I do and what I talk about on my platform overall. So it's just kind of a really cool way for me to show more of myself. And I feel like 
the people who tune into the podcast are my like OGs, you know, like they yeah. like tuning into the long form content. It's like they're invested and like they care. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I also find it a really good way to build my community. I think it's so cool how you discuss like you starting out too, because I think spirituality can seem very daunting and this like abstract thing sometimes. It's like how like what do I do? How do I get started with this journey? And like where do I start for myself? So I think that's really cool mm-hmm. because I think yeah. it is important to give people that like that like direct outlet. You know, like this is where you can start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like you can talk about things so much more on a podcast than you can on any other platform it's also like so much easier to be more open on it because you're just like talking into a microphone there's no pressure of like other things so I feel like it's just so much more easier to get like deep and open and like super raw on a podcast which is like exactly. yeah exactly yeah. that's kind of how I feel as well mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's just like a really good way to also get deeper on certain topics because when I'm creating content like making videos sometimes they're like one minute or like max three but it's really hard to like really go deep sometimes on certain topics and I think podcasts kind of allow you to just pick one thing and talk about it for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. so yeah. you are able to kind of just like get more in depth you know yeah I know sometimes me and Ishika will like start a podcast episode with like something in mind and then we just like start talking and the next thing you know it's like an hour has gone by and we're like oh this happens to us every single time like recently (laughs) I don't even know where we start and where we end but I think that's a fun part about it you know and that's what we're discussing yeah that's the fun thing about podcasting is people who are people who are tuning in like they know it's going to be a long like long form content and they know what they're getting so Mm -hmm. then it's like more fun because you can actually delve deeper into stuff too exactly Mm -hmm. totally agree with that so you moved to new york last year right um so how has the change been from moving and what has been i guess this is a very long-winded question but Mm -hmm. like what have some of your like favorite parts of the city been Mm -hmm. and i guess like the hard parts of it Okay, so I'll like mm-hmm. start out with that part of the question yeah. and then I'll kind of dive <laughs> yeah. into like how it's been. I know I asked you like a bunch um, at the same time. No, it's okay. It's because like my answer is like multi has multi parts mm-hmm. to it. Yes. So I think like my favorite parts of New York is that it's super young, it's super vibrant, like there's so much to do, especially when it's warm. So mm-hmm. like it's everyone's out and about, there's a million restaurants to try, you can walk everywhere. Like I was just telling you guys, I literally yesterday, Sunday afternoon, walked like casually walked 20,000 steps yeah. just because I was like out and about so much. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I love how like multicultural it is. Like you can meet people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a post-grad city as well. A lot of people come to New York after college. So it helps with making friends, I think, and just like meeting friends of friends. So that's something I really love about it. And then I think the harder parts is like, the winter definitely is very challenging. Like seasonal depression was real for me this year. Yeah. And I had never really experienced it like that before where I truly felt like kind of sad and I wasn't sure why. And then now that it's warmer, I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> um, so definitely that. And then I also think that I'm kind of like an empath and I'm pretty sensitive to energy. So I notice the energy a lot and – it's just kind of loud sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy going home to Florida where I have a little more silence mm-hmm. in that way. So I think that's something about the city that I don't completely love. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are like the main things. Mm-hmm. But the transition to New York, 
I think like in this moment in my life, it's kind of like also tied to being a postgrad and just transitioning the adulting world. Mm -hmm. But for context, I've moved around a lot. Like I was born and raised in Brazil until like basically my whole childhood. And then going into teenage years, like going into 13, I moved to Chicago and then I moved mm -hmm. like within Chicago, like from a smaller middle school to a larger high school. And then I moved to Florida, was there for three years. And I went to college, I was there for the time that I was in college. And then part of that was the pandemic in, at home in Florida. So I was back mm -hmm. in Florida and then now I'm in New York. Yeah. So it's just been like a lot of moves in my life. And mm -hmm. those earlier moves were definitely like the most challenging. Like moving when you're about to go into eighth grade is probably one of the hardest things ever. Because yeah. they're not even really sure who you are. And like <laughs> you're getting like all these hormonal changes in your body. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really, really tough. So in comparison, yeah. it's like not been that bad and I think I've become more extroverted throughout all of these experiences and slowly more sure of myself too so yeah. I think in terms of like meeting people and everything it's been pretty good yeah. um but it's also just been such a period of growth like I was reflecting on having graduated a year ago and how so much time has already passed and I feel like a completely different version of myself yeah than I was mm -hmm. a year yeah. ago so yeah lots of ups and downs so Mana and I like grew up like not in New York but right around New York and I think we always kind of knew it was the biggest it's obviously a huge city but it was like the biggest city near us so I always like to hear about people's journeys who move here I think more intentionally because I think at least for me it was something I just fell into because after college and I was looking for jobs like this was the closest place to find a job mm -hmm. so I always like to like hear about people who intentionally moved to New York and like what that was and you know what kind of drew them here so that was really interesting to hear about yeah. yeah when I was like a little kid in Brazil for some reason I don't know if I had just like watched a movie or like a tv show that like had yeah. a New York based situation yeah. or character yeah. I don't know but apparently <laughs> when I was like five years old yeah in Brazil like had never left the country I was like yeah mom like I'm gonna live in New York when yeah. I'm older I feel like New York like, is, I don't know. <laughs> New York I don't know. is so romanticized right like I feel like New York is, is so romanticized in Hollywood like you put like sex in the city like all of these movies and shows like New York is this like amazing thing and it is amazing but it's just like when you get here you're like okay it's not what I what I watch but it's still it's fun not that glamour. yes exactly yeah. exactly exactly so but I also think a huge reason why I did end up moving was because I went to UPenn for undergrad and like at least 60, if not 70% of UPenn postgrads come to uh -huh. New York. So there's like Same with so, us. Close, yeah. like, so close to New yeah. York, so, so yeah. natural. So I think that was also something like in college that like yeah. pushed me to consider New York very strongly. Like it was what everyone else was doing. And at that point in my life, I cared a lot about what everyone yeah. else was doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's also a part of the story. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of people from Ishinai's college, like it was just like a thing that people do just like we moved to New York or like the city around New York, like a folk in Jersey city, like all those neighborhoods. So like it's, it's different, mm -hmm. yeah. If, I don't know, it's like a completely different experience. If y'all could live in like Go any ahead. city, what would be your dream city to live in? Ooh, wait, Ooh. do you want to go first, Mana? Okay. I, I have been dying to like live somewhere warmer because I've lived in such a cold climate all my life. I was mm -hmm. born and raised in Jersey and then moved to New York, so always cold climate. And I find myself, whenever I'm in a warm climate, like my mood is... 10 times happier um mm -hmm. because I was just in Cali three weeks ago and 
I was just like, I could just sit in the sun and I was just so happy. <laughs> Literally just staring into the abyss and I was so happy. Um, I love so that. I think, I think like maybe the West Coast I want to experience okay. a bit. Um, possibly like Europe nice. a little bit. Like I kind of want to live there for a year or two. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Love that. I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. But um, <laughs> I actually, it's so funny you're asking this because earlier today, like for some reason, I don't know, I think I saw it on someone's uh, Instagram, but there's something called astrocartography, okay. which basically mm-hmm. it's like you take your birth chart in astrology and you plot it on a map of the world. And then there are different lines that are associated with different planets and different energies oh, okay. that go through different parts of the world and they can kind of like demonstrate the energy of that area in the world for you so I was like huh like I had looked at it before for me but I was like let me look at it again and so I looked at it for like where I was when I was abroad and the and then I was like oh my god like this is so accurate like really? the energy like the way you described uh-huh so wow. I was like okay like this is definitely real so I looked at a bunch of different places and like the places that have the best for me, like the best intersections is Florida, Brazil. What? Like actually like where I'm from. Wow. Like, has really, like really good lines. And then also. Wait, that's crazy. Like, Hawaii and Japan. Okay. Wow. Wait, I could totally then, see Carolina living in Hawaii. Like I could totally. I can totally see that happening. <laughs> oh my God. Like I feel like it would be so aligned with like who I am. Yeah. Yeah. But even like Tulum, like I recently went to Tulum. So I looked at the like location for Tulum and it was also so accurate and it was pretty good. But like L.A. was not good, like was probably one of the worst, sadly. And Europe, like no good lines. <laughs> really? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. OK. So <laughs> probably I feel like I would consider moving back to Florida at okay. some point, like even like when I have a family, like I yeah. think that would be a great place. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm going back to Brazil this summer after six years. So we'll see how it's like when I go back. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I will live there again in the future. That's Wait, that Manasa cool. just went back to India too after so many years, right, Mana? Yeah. That's so cool. I went cool. to India in February after like eight years. And that was a completely different experience because like – I don't know, the country as a whole just, like, changes once you go back. And it's, like, all my cousins were, like, 10 years – like, so much older than when I saw them. So it was, like, really weird. But um, Yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to feel that, too, when I go back. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a culture shock. I was, like – because I've been living here for so long and I haven't gone back in a while. So it was a little crazy. Okay, so um, this kind of connects – But Ish and I oh. went to Ho- – Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Ish, I was saying that Ish and I went to Hawaii last year mm-hmm. – and I was like, you would definitely like love it because like when we were there, like it felt like we were like literally in a jungle, it was like amazing. driving through the jungle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. No, I I have this feeling. You know, when you just have a feeling yeah. like you're gonna mm-hmm. get to a place and you're not gonna want to leave. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's gonna be Hawaii for me, but I low key also feel like that's gonna be Brazil. Like yeah. I don't know why. Ooh. I just have a feeling I'm gonna go back and I'm just gonna think to myself like, whoa, like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Yeah. So going into that, I actually have a question uh, about like, I guess, juggling those two cultures. I feel like that's something that we all can maybe relate to, but obviously different cultures. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, like when you go back, like I know every time I go back to India, everyone always tells me like, I don't know, this idea like I'm I'm American in India, but here I'm not fully, you know what I mean? I'm like Indian here. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's like, how do you like 
like juggle those those two things or kind of find the intersection of both of your cultures in like for yourself yeah that's a good question I think when I first moved it was like the hardest mm-hmm. because I was still very like tied to Brazil and I was and that was 10 years ago mm-hmm. um I like still had an accent it was like very obvious that I wasn't from here mm-hmm. and then nowadays it's like no one can really tell yeah. that I'm not American. Like, I actually am American now. Yeah. Like, I have an American passport. So, it has become a bigger part of my identity. And my vocabulary is definitely much better in English than it is in Portuguese at this point. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I first moved to the U.S., I was like, what's the slang here? Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking so formally. And yeah. I now feel the opposite. <laughs> like, I feel like when I go back to Brazil, like, I'm going to forget words and it's going to be hard in that way. But mm-hmm. I think I still feel connected to my culture based on my family. So, like, when I see my parents and my brother and we all talk in Portuguese and my boyfriend's also Brazilian, so that helps because mm-hmm. he's super connected to Brazilian culture and his family is all in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, it's kind of how I connect to it in the U.S. But I do think there are some elements of who I am that I feel like are misunderstood mm-hmm. because I don't have any, like, that many close Brazilian friends here mm-hmm. in New York. But then, on the other hand, I'm pretty sure that when I go back to Brazil, everyone's just going to say, like, you're so Americanized. Yeah. You're not real, mm-hmm. a real Brazilian. Yeah. So it's kind of weird feeling like that, like, out of place wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I think it's so cool, like, I guess where the world is shifting, like, where these lines are going to get so blurred, right? Because, like, this, the world's becoming such a melting pot. And I hope, and I think our generation is going to definitely help with that, you know, like, not care as much and not make people feel so uncomfortable but I feel like sometimes when you go back and like there are older generations it's like it's it's it can feel like you know like you don't fully fit in so I think that is something like interesting to examine as well yeah yeah when I went back to India and back in February like I um I felt like I had to like change who I was because I felt like I was too American while I was there and it just felt weird when I would like go out with my cousins because I felt like I was just like sticking out amongst everyone else um and I would get like stares because you people can tell that you're not from there just by the way you walk which is crazy to think that someone can tell just by that but yeah yeah and Mm -hmm. I think another thing is like I think sometimes Indian culture at least can like not be considered cool right like like I remember growing up I would be embarrassed of it or like you know like there's like the TikTok sound where it was like where they ask people about like races that they find attractive which is just weird and they say like Indians are like not attractive and I feel like it's taken me some time to unlearn that a little bit too so I think that's why like I don't know I think it is anyone who I think is like a first generation does have to deal with this like life at home I almost feel like the languages that you speak and like how you interact with your parents or family and then like going into oh yeah Mm -hmm. for sure I also think I definitely feel that and I I think that's why I've been so resistant with going back like I haven't gone back because I don't want to I honestly just it just didn't happen because either our family would visit or it was COVID or it was just like different reasons Mm -hmm. so it's not that I don't like Brazil or I don't want to go back but now that it's been six years like Last time I went, I was a senior in high school. Yeah. Like, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a part of myself that, like, either just, like, fears that, just not feeling, like, fitting, like, I'm fitting in. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of triggers your inner teen mm-hmm. angst of, like, not fitting in and not being accepted. And it's kind of like a wounded 
spot inside of us so it's like very real when you're an immigrant or like you're part of an immigrant family and like there's this in between with cultures as well Mm -hmm. because you don't feel like you fully fit in necessarily in like any one particular yeah. box yeah mm-hmm. that's so cool though i feel like when you go back now so like when you were in high school you were so different right like you're gonna you're as a different person i feel like the experience is gonna be so different too you're just gonna see the country like so differently that's gonna be really amazing yeah yeah and i'm excited for that i think it'll be a good experience and it, it will kind of reconnect me to a part of myself mm-hmm. that i think is very lost mm-hmm. so i'm mm-hmm. excited yeah, and the weather I'm sure is amazing there. The food is probably amazing. Bro, the food too. must be so good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes. I'm excited yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of meat and a lot of cheese, which I don't really eat that much. But we'll see. We'll see how I adapt. Yeah. <laughs> Though it's delicious. Like food in Brazil is so good always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, with like going back to like how you have made a lot of different moves throughout your life, um, what would you say is like your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to move to a new city or just like making a big change in their life? Um, Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Good one. I feel like moved all chaotic (laughs) personally. Yeah. So I think like whenever I've had a move in my life, like it's brought about some level of chaos and some level of transformation together. So like moves are so glamorized, like moving somewhere new, like on, you know, YouTube, there's a moving vlog and all that. Like Mm -hmm. that's the glamour, but it doesn't show like the stress and what happens after you move. And there's a lot of gray and a lot of like transitioning that happens when that all kind of goes down. So I'd say my biggest piece of advice is, like, trust the process. Like, the tattoo, right-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, the tattoo, <laughs> yes. Like, because, you're, like, whenever you are in the move, you're kind of in the middle of a transformation. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, like, trust that when you get to the other end of it, you'll kind of feel at home. But it takes some time to, like, meet people and yeah. acclimate to the new place and just develop a sense of grounding. So, like, when I moved to New York, I really focused on doing a lot of, like, root chakra work. And root Mm -hmm. chakra is all about safety and security. And so it's a lot about like providing for yourself. So as like a, as a person that was transitioning from being a student to being an adult, that was also important, like paying my own rent, doing my things, like Mm -hmm. taking care of myself. So I think that is important to do. And like, you can also hear, heal your root chakra through doing things that make you feel really safe, like being nature or like connecting to the ground or like developing a good relationship with your body and with food and with money like these types of things are kind of what gives you that feeling of security so doing that work kind of helps with the transition too because it can feel kind of destabilizing Mm -hmm. I feel like um when I like first moved I feel like I feel like the biggest thing to be comfortable in a new space is like finding a sense of community Mm -hmm. because I don't know like for example, like when we first moved to college, it probably felt really uncomfortable right when you mm-hmm. get in there because you don't really know anyone. Yeah. It's a completely new environment. You're not near your parents. So the biggest thing that like helped me was like finding a community. So I don't know. I feel like for people who are listening who like want to make a big move or like move to a new city, I feel like trying to find community, whether it be like trying to go to a new workout studio and like being friends with everyone there Mm -hmm. or like going to a coffee shop that you love and like 
making friends with the barista um I oh, feel like yes. makes a really big difference yeah I think for sure yeah. I think mm-hmm. I saw something one time and it was like if you ever feel lonely in like a big city go to one coffee shop every day for and after a month you won't feel lonely anymore because someone knows you you know I think that's the feeling yeah. of like you know that's what home is right like that comfort and like walking and be like so I know someone so I think that I that was mm-hmm. really cute I thought like going to the that's same place so funny you're saying that why so funny saying that because literally this morning I posted a story yeah with my coffee and I was like is it just me or does any anyone else love the feeling of like when you go consistently yeah. to a coffee shop and then mm-hmm. they like recognize you and they're like what's your name and then you ask their name and then yeah like they kind of eventually might know your order like I love that feeling so much yeah I know like right when you walk in they know who you are it's so comforting yeah (laughs) it really is yeah yeah when I used to work at Starbucks like one of my one of the things that like a lot of Starbucks employees do is like try to remember customers who come in Mm -hmm. regularly and whenever like we would say their name right when they walked into the store you could literally see their face light up so much happier um so I just remembered something too so when Mana and I studied abroad in London there was a grocery store that was oh yeah that was right near us that we would go to every day and we kind of like I don't like that I wouldn't say made friends but like became friendly with one of the people that worked there and she was the sweetest and I feel like it, it was so funny we wanted to buy her flowers before we left but we never saw her but uh it was so nice because yeah. like for us we having like moved across the world for a bit like it was really cool to have that too so I do think that's like a nice little I guess, trick to feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I do think community is very important. That's something I think in the beginning can feel very up in the air when you move somewhere new, especially like I think for me and probably Mana as well, being a content creator and like having that aspect of community already, especially in New York, there's so many content creators. Mm-hmm. I think that has been such a blessing in my life that I was yeah. able to meet a lot of people through that community. But even that can be hard in the beginning, like the courage to like send a cold DM. Oh my god, cold the courage DM. to send a cold DM yeah. and like ask someone to get coffee, yes. ask someone to go to dinner, like the first time meeting new people. Like that was basically all of the fall for me. And then I think mm-hmm. now in the spring, I finally kind of am at a place where I have that element of like I have people's numbers and I can you know text people and get dinners and meet new people and just having those friends that there that you know you can count on and then also the ability to meet new people yeah all of that mm-hmm. helps a lot mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what everyone always too. asks how do you make friends in a new city yeah I feel like yeah social media is a huge part of it I, especially for us I feel like it was it is really daunting to cold, cold dm someone but if if they don't reciprocate it, they don't reciprocate it. And if they reciprocate it, they reciprocate it. So like you, your vibe attracts your tribe at the end of the day. So you might as well just DM people you feel like you vibe with. And if they reply, like, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> I really like am in the belief that people want to connect. I think everyone, not everyone, but a majority of people are looking for connection and are looking for community as well. Like, so I think sometimes mm-hmm. we get so in our heads, like, are they going to want to like want to reach out to me or talk to me? And then, everyone feels the same way I think we're too caught up in thinking the same thing about other people to realize that I don't know everyone wants to to, like connect with you and talk to you so just do it and you'll be more surprised Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised at how many people actually do reciprocate that feeling yeah Mm -hmm. it kind of goes into like adult friendships and how it's like different than like making friends back when we were Mm -hmm. younger too I'm noticing that adult friendships take a lot more time than they did or just like 
intentional effort than it was back when we were in college because in college you would go to class with them you like forced to see each other at like certain times every day or every week but now you have to like really make the effort to like reach out to someone and you know spend time yeah with or yeah. in college like you live in the same dorm or you mm-hmm. you know all are in similar social circles and you know what's going to be the party that weekend mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. like it's kind of an embedded community that is already there whereas like I, I think adult friendships I totally agree like they're super different and one of the natural elements is that you're all living probably in like different parts of the city mm-hmm. or you might even be living in different cities. Like I have a few friends who like don't live in New York mm-hmm. and like I maintain those friendships, but I think it's also kind of like you can't expect the same things out of adult friends. Like I, I don't expect my adult friends to like always be available or to, you know, kind of always be able to like, I don't know, just, like, be able to reach them. Like, if someone takes a long time to answer or something like that, like, I'm not going to take it personally yeah. because we're working and we're busy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think there's an element of that as well that you just have to kind of lower your expectations just a little. Mm-hmm. But also, are your adult friendships, like, I think personally my adult friendships are a lot more meaningful mm-hmm. than my college mm-hmm. friendships. I really feel like so I've there's been, that element. I feel like I've been struggling with that, though, like, after with, like – you know, with college ending and adulthood happening, I feel like people do have different expectations with friendships. And sometimes I think I can be mm-hmm. such like, not a hermit, but I need my alone time a little bit. And I think work can drain me a lot these days. So I feel like to recharge, I almost need to be alone. And I don't like, not that I'm trying to like shark my friendships. It's just, I, I feel like I'm struggling with like how to figure out that energy of putting it into myself and then also into other mm-hmm. people. So I think I need to like explore that a little bit. It is kind of hard to figure out that balance. And that's exactly what I was saying. Like, there are some people Mm -hmm. who maybe are going to feel more drained by their work and, like, they need more alone time. And, like, you might not need as much social interaction. I feel like I kind of feel that way as well where I definitely need a little bit more alone time to recharge. And -hmm. when I go home to Florida, like, I don't have a social life there. Mm -hmm. I just have, like, my parents and I'm home. Mm -hmm. And so I feel very recharged. And then I come back to New York and, like, there's events, there's – social plans there's dinners there's like work and there's everything all at once and I find it really hard to prioritize my alone time yeah and so mm-hmm. that balance yeah. is important and it's like an access yeah. to explore yeah. it's like really important to also like be intentional with our friendships as well because I'm realizing in adulthood as you were saying like we're so much more busy we only have some a certain amount of time so it's so important that we spend it with people who fill us with like positive energy. I feel like there has been situations maybe in college or random events where I have talked to someone, but I don't feel very happy leaving that conversation or Mm -hmm. it was just not the right feeling that I wanted to feel after talking to someone. Um, And I think when you're older, it's like so much more important because when you're younger, you really don't know what's going on, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's super important. And it's important to protect, mm-hmm. like, protect your energy and your peace, right? Like, I always say there are too many people in this world, and there's too little time to be spending it with people who don't make you feel good. Like, I'd much rather be alone. I like my company. I can be alone <laughs> if you're not going to be nice to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you're right. You're right. It's like your, like, thermometer of who you like should be friends with I think is how you feel after you leave that interaction for Mm -hmm. sure and I think in college I just kind of fell into social groups and I wasn't very intentional with my friends 
and I was also like a lot less mature and a lot less self-aware but I think that throughout college and during the pandemic being home for a while I kind of started that pruning process of Mm -hmm. realizing like who's still aligned with what I believed in and what I wanted and putting less effort in the relationships that didn't fill my cup Mm -hmm. and that did leave me feeling drained or that just like value wise were not Mm -hmm. aligned with me Mm -hmm. and I feel like friendship breakups are super hard Mm -hmm. as well or just a like process of getting more distant from people who used to be your friend like Mm -hmm. that's also something that happens Mm -hmm. in adulthood and like as you get older Mm -hmm. and as you realize like maybe that person's not so great Mm -hmm. for me or for my life yeah Mm -hmm. and people come in sometimes to teach you a lesson and then they leave but that lesson ends up being such a valuable thing that you mm-hmm. learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Going, yeah. I wanted to go back into your spiritual side and how, what kind of, what was your, what would you say like was like that igniting experience? The catalyst. That kind of like, yes, the catalyst. That was the word <laughs> I was looking for. Igniting experience. Um, <laughs> that like um, started your spiritual journey. Like what was that thing that really got you interested in learning more about it? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I kind of – I think that my spiritual journey, there's been, like, multiple awakenings. Mm-hmm. The first awakening, which was, like, a small flicker, like, it wasn't the full catalyst, but when I was in between freshman and sophomore year of college, I was home and, like, for the summer, and my mom told me to watch this movie called The Secret. And so mm-hmm. I watched The Secret, and that's kind of how I came into contact with, like, what that actually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I had watched it when I was younger, but I was, like, on my phone or I wasn't paying attention or, like, I didn't care. So when I actually watched it with those eyes and was like, whoa, this is real, mm-hmm. I started just kind of, like, dabbling around with it where I would manifest a seat at the library or I would just kind of, like, manifest small things or tell mm-hmm. some of my good friends about it. But it really wasn't a big part of my life. Like, it kind of just eventually faded a little And then COVID came around like two and a half years later or maybe like a year and a half later and like going into the middle of junior year. And like when I got home, I feel like at that moment, I was just kind of like in such a deep, dark like hole. Uh, I had just gone through a breakup. I was feeling just like I wasn't taking care of my body. I was really sad. I was really lost and like self-sabotaging a lot. And so I was just kind of like, you know what? what the heck is going on like something needs to change and one of my good friends from college recommended that I read the book the power of now and I'm really grateful that she did because that was the catalyst like learning about how I was kind of like how our mind is connected to our well-being and how we are able to either like focus on the now or get caught up in like the past and the future and all these what ifs and all these unknowns so that's kind of what started really connecting me to spirituality because he talks a lot about our inner body and like our just like energy field and all of that stuff in the book I don't know if you guys have read it before mm-hmm. um so you like you kind of know what I'm talking about he's mm-hmm. like witness you know you're like the what's below the thinker and below the voice and like what is that really like that's like your spirit your soul your mm-hmm. essence so that was what really started connecting me to that and then that combined with the Deepak Chopra 21 days of abundance meditation challenge was really when I like went 
all in. Mm-hmm. Then I learned to meditate <laughs> and then I started feeling really good. And then I started getting into more books and listening to podcasts. And then I got into chakras and then I was meditating on my chakras. And then I was seeing psychics and then I was seeing healers. And then I was diving super deep into astrology. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like April, May of 2020 was when it really just like kicked on full gear and I started just like speeding down that highway. Mm-hmm. And I also think another change for me was that into like the end of 2020, sorry, into the end of 2019 and beginning of 2020, that was like a pivotal moment for astrology for me as well because I read a thing like kind of like a little summary that this website posted at the end of 2019 that was like a preview of 2020 astrologically. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at the gym. I was in the elliptical. I was like looking at my phone, reading this thing. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> this what so was going to happen? Like, we were talking <laughs> about how it was like similar to 2008 recession, like uh-huh. stocks crashing, economics, like world being impacted. And I was like, I have no oh, idea what that's going to be. But yeah. okay, I forgot about it, but like kept on with my day. And then when I got back from abroad when COVID hit and I was just like, back in Florida, Uh faced with like all this stuff and the stocks were crashing, I remembered Mm -hmm. that article and I pulled it back up and it was basically describing what the pandemic was going to be. Oh my God. I was like, whoa, this this is super interesting. I have to like look more into it. And then I started really Mm -hmm. getting into that side of spirituality as Mm -hmm. well as like a way to understand my current situation, the patterns in my life, myself, and understand other people better as well. So Mm – that was also when my like astrological knowledge seeking kind of started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like when you discover it, you like really start to like, I feel like when you find something that you're meant to be passionate about or like love, you just like really want to dive in and just keep learning more. And then you start to feel really good. So then it just gets really exciting and the whole journey is just so much more fun. And yeah. I really feel like meditation yeah. is yeah. going to be like how people say you have to work out. You need to like eat healthy. Meditation is going to be one of those like duh things mm-hmm. oh, yeah. so, very soon. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think right- I think especially yeah. as technology becomes a bigger part of our lives, yeah. it's going to come more into the forefront. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's people are realizing how important it is to take care of your mind too. And I think now we're getting this like awareness of mental health and and like you know investing in your in your mind and your thoughts and all this stuff. So I really do think meditation is going to be like becoming so much more acknowledged and like widespread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because, oh, yeah. A lot of what meditation is is just being present and just like accepting things and mm-hmm. letting things go. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, like we, our minds are racing. It's hard to like calm down our thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's such a beautiful thing because it allows you to just like be super present, which mm-hmm. I think is honestly like the solution to like a lot of things, um, which is really And great it's a really that. hard solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. Um, because something I want to normalize more is that when you are in this journey and when you come into contact with spirituality and that is kind of like a lock in a key come together and like you unlock this chapter of your life and this like version of yourself you're gonna ebb and flow in that journey like Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been moments in my journey where I'm like reading so much and I'm like soaking up all this knowledge and reading book after book and just like on this like spiritual wave and then there will be other moments of my life 
kind of even now where I'm like not necessarily reading these texts and I'm not like listening to all the podcasts and I'm just kind of living it. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you're aware of like what the ego is and you're aware of like your inner voice and, Mm -hmm. you know, vibrations and yourself through astrology or like whatever way you used to connect to yourself spiritually. But it just will ebb and flow. Like the same way I I would love to meditate every day. Like Mm -hmm. there are days that I forget or that I just don't have time. So it's kind of like that too, like normalizing that it's it's a journey. Yeah. And it's not linear at all. So mm-hmm. I think that's something I'm kind of embracing more. So too. do you have yeah. I know you just said the power of now. So do you have any resources that like you think for someone who may be wanting to learn about spirituality, what would you recommend that they like read or, you know, like explore more? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would I was actually talking to someone who I interviewed for my podcast last Monday. And she had this exact same combination of things like the power of now and the 21 days of abundance okay. challenge. Uh-huh. And that's what kickstarted her journey. And now she's like that's a Reiki crazy. healer, works for herself, <laughs> like completely on that path. Yeah. So I would honestly recommend those two things. Okay. I also have on my highlights on Instagram, like a list of spiritual books that I recommend. But some other really good ones are The Journey of Souls. You are a badass. The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. Untethered Soul. So, like, pick one that calls to you, and there's so many more, mm-hmm. and try it out. I think, especially with the power of now, if whoever's listening to this, that if that sparks something in you, like, let that be your sign to read it, mm-hmm. because it comes into your life when you need it. Mm-hmm. And I think Power of Now is also not necessarily an easy book to read, like. It's not the type of book that you're going to sit and read like 100 pages in one sitting. Mm-hmm. It's like a book you need to read five to ten pages at a time, process, and then keep reading. So it's kind of like you can even read it in combination with another book. That's what I would recommend. And then to get into meditation, I think trying out a challenge or something that's like going to be more than 21 days or around 21 days so you can just experience what it's like to do it consecutively instead of once Mm -hmm. yeah and get over any limiting beliefs that come through because I used to say so much to myself like meditation is so hard I can't meditate my mind is always racing yes I come up with excuses so you just have to understand that it's a practice that's why it's called practice Mm -hmm. you have to just keep going at it until you start to feel the benefits which are very much long-term benefits so Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I would like help some I think that's what I would encourage someone to try if they're Um, wanting to dabble in it yeah good things always take time and I feel like like the best things always happen when you least expect it so like if you like really go into the journey and just like take it step by step not expecting to have instant results because that's just not how it's gonna happen um exactly um, and also knowing that a spiritual journey it's a journey first of all and also it's not necessarily about an end result like the process of spiritually connecting is about getting to know yourself and understanding Mm -hmm. you're connected to this like web of energy and Mm -hmm. you're connected something also way bigger and everyone else and so it's a lot about self-discovery and it's a lot about understanding your parts of you that you don't love necessarily and owning them and just being like there's still a part of who I am but I still love myself Mm -hmm. I accept that yeah 
I think it's like also realizing that like your journey will be different than mine. Then Ish's journey was going to be different than mine and everyone's journey looks so different. So it's also really important to like not compare your journey to someone else's journey because it's going to look so different. Yeah. And the things you have to work through are different. The timing yes. is different. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. like something I had to learn is that I couldn't force anyone to have a spiritual awakening. Yes. As much as when I started to learn all these things, I was like, I want to tell everyone about it. I want my parents to read this book. Like I gave my mom the power of now two Christmases ago and she's never read it. And like I can't do anything about it. You know, like I even bought it in Portuguese for her and she's not even read it. <laughs> So, yeah, like you can't really, yeah. you can't really like force anyone to go down that path until they're ready. I also mm-hmm. really love what you said about meditation. I also like love the Headspace app. I think for someone who doesn't really like have like have experience with it, it's guided and it's super easy to start. But I think for me, like I could change what I thought was a successful meditation session. I guess like before it would be how like quiet was my mind, and now it's like just doing it is successful for me. So it's like just changing mm-hmm. that. And I think before it would be so hard to do it because I felt like I'm not doing good at this. I Like I'm not able to like experience what I want to be experiencing and all these things. And then I would just not stick with it because I didn't feel good about mm-hmm. it. And like I think changing the way you define success, especially with meditating, because I think sometimes a lot of us have this misconception that it's about like not thinking. And it's not that at all. It's about like, it's like seeing your thoughts and you know and like being more mindful I think like experiencing greater mm-hmm. mindfulness so I think once I was able to shift that it also really helped yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I think meditation brings meaning to everyone a little differently like I think meditation for me is a lot of different things mm-hmm. one of the things is working through the chatter mm-hmm. especially for example if like there is a day where I wake up and I just meditate straight after waking up without checking any notifications my mind is a lot more quiet Mm -hmm. but if I like just like to be completely transparent like if I wake up and I'm peeing and I'm like checking my phone (laughs) before I go and sit on my couch to meditate my mind is so much more active like there's so much more chitter chatter so like that's one of the ways but then I also feel like I can connect to my soul during it or I can also observe what thoughts I'm having Mm -hmm. to see like if there's anything, any ideas that are coming through Mm -hmm. and it can just mean so many different things. I think it also helps me feel more grounded, more calm. It helps my digestion. Just like it has so many different benefits Mm -hmm. and it will feel differently for everyone too. Yeah, I think – of what kind of helped me get into meditation I've always listened to like Jay Shetty's podcast for like years yes. yeah <laughs> I saw you posted on his your story today but um he really talks about a lot of meditation and like calming your mind in a lot of his episodes he interviews a lot of people too um but I think a lot of what he talks about is super beneficial so if you guys are interested in a podcast focus around like self-help um I think his podcast is really great because he also just makes it really interesting and the people he interviews are just so interesting he's too so, he's amazing yeah. Jay Shetty yeah. is a major inspo for me yeah. mm-hmm. I think he he just makes sure his podcasts are like they're pretty educational but very mm-hmm. like practical like you can apply mm-hmm. what he says and 
like I for a while like I used to like find myself comparing myself to Jay Shetty and being like I want to be like Jay Shetty and whatever and then I was like dude he's 38 yeah yeah I was like you're 23 relax yeah you can get there but like trust the process exactly the timing of your life exactly so Mana should we move into our everyone should check him out yeah, I also feel yes, like sorry, he's. Very, I also feel like he's very beginner friendly. Like I think that he's so easy to like understand, like this, like spirituality and like self help and like mentorship and all these things. He makes it very palatable. Like it's, it doesn't feel as daunting when you listen to his podcast. So I think he's a really good mm-hmm. resource. Um, but I was, sure. I was gonna ask Mana, Mana, do you want to get into our rapid fire portion? Yeah, we have our little rapid. <laughs> we have a little rapid fire questions. They're um, very fun questions, so it'll be fun to like wrap it up with these. Um, Ish, do you want to start? Okay, what is your favorite <laughs> piece of clothing? Like, you know, like if you like to wear pants, yeah. skirts, a sweatshirt. What is your favorite piece of clothing? You would say. Like, what do you grab uh, for yeah. the most? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I'm planning an outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Like, jeans. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> a good yeah. pair of jeans. A yeah. good pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or leather pants. Like, okay. I feel like that's something that matches super well with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. Favorite makeup product at the moment? Ooh, okay. Actually, like, I have a favorite makeup brand at the okay. moment. Mm-hmm. There's a brand called Klee, like, C-L-E Beauty. Uh-huh. Oh. Or Clee Cosmetics, actually. And they have a lot of really cool products that are, like, a mix of two things. So, like, okay. they have, for example, like, a serum and oil in one. Okay. Or, like, a highlighter that's also, like, kind of like a moisturizer. Okay. Um, and, like, a cream that's also, like, a foundation. So, I've okay. been loving their products. And also um, MAC. Okay. I love yeah. the a MAC classic. mascara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, MAC stack yeah. mascara is a go-to for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I kind of love the recommendation you gave for the first one. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. <laughs> I feel like there's so many cool yeah. beauty brands out there, especially like clean brands now. Like more, And there's so many yeah. out there that I, I want to try Say really bad. That's like number one on my list right now to try out. Mm-hmm. I just got their new concealer. I just got you their did? new concealer and it's How really it? nice. Okay. I actually was wearing it earlier today. I really so. like I'm going to try some. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So next question is, do you have a favorite New York City spot? Like, what is your favorite, whatever, like a coffee shop? It could be whatever comes to mind. What's your favorite New York City? Let's hang out. Okay. I have, one of my favorite New York restaurants is Planta. Mm-hmm. So good. So Classic. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also really like, in terms of like coffee shops, okay, I recently tried this really amazing coffee shop. It's like a hole-in-the-wall coffee shop, a think pretty like traditional new york called jack's stir brew okay and it's mm-hmm. really close to washington square park okay. best iced coffee i've had in new york and i also just love the west side highway like i live pretty close to it so going down walks mm-hmm. along the west side highway and there's a bluestone lane mm-hmm. like around a mile south from where i live so i just like walk to bluestone lane and get a coffee and then walk back and it's really nice okay that's a nice routine and the view from the West Side Highway is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. So nice. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Favorite recipe that you have made? It could be a breakfast or a lunch, whatever okay. is calling you. Mm. You know, like that 
psychological bias where like you tend to always think of like the most recent mm-hmm. things that happen <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what's coming to me but I actually made this really good like brunch recipe today it's like so simple but it's so good so it's like this uh, bread from this brand called base culture so it's mm-hmm. like two pieces of the, that bread toasted and it's like gluten-free for all the like gluten-free sensitive mm-hmm. girlies out there so it's like pretty good um and then I put avocado and I smashed that and then I scrambled three eggs and then I put that on top and then I put smoked salmon on top red chili flakes a little bit of olive oil and salt yeah it was so good so so good Uh, no need to spend $15 in avocado toast you can just make it yourself literally they can they can get so expensive and for what you can have so much fun with that at home sometimes yeah okay and our last question is what's your favorite way to move your body do you have you know one way that you've been loving recently so walks are some of Mm -hmm. my favorite ways of moving my body because you can kind of multitask while you're doing it and Mm -hmm. it's also a good way to just like get outside of the house but I really love solid core for Pilates and I really love (laughs) core power yoga, like yoga sculpt. Mm -hmm, So So I think like my favorite way of moving my body is like a combination of like those slower movements, but with some element of weights involved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So fun. I remember the first, the second solid core class I went to, I literally fell on the reformer. It was very traumatizing. I still went back after, (laughs) but. um... (laughs) Was it in New York? Yeah, it was like it was like a few months ago. I was on the reformer machine. I I don't know, my maybe my leg f- fell asleep or like I wasn't hydrated, so I like literally fell in the middle of the Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And like the whole wow. <laughs> But Did the two girls the, like middle board come like at you? <gasps> No, 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 okay, no. It okay. stayed on the other end. Okay. And then the two girls next to me were really sweet and they like helped me out of the little hole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the instructor wow. never noticed. They he never noticed. <gasps> he didn't? That anything wow. <laughs> no. Um, like i i love that our like wellness community like everyone goes solid core we always i always see it on stories yeah when i was i discovered solid corona when i was a sophomore in college really so i've been going to solid core for like a while like five years four years Mm -hmm. and um so like when i was a sophomore or junior i think sophomore i went like three to four times a week so oh. i'm like past 50 classes like I you're a veteran yeah. i'm a veteran <laughs> yeah highest resistance but I oh when they close. say 50 oh classes carolina's class, one of those you. people but i usually go with the medium one because i feel like the, the other one is like so hard like yeah. you can't walk yeah. if you yeah. do like the, the highest resistance i've done my first so, solid like, core class lately and it was really fun it was really fun. Yeah, it's really like fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It's a good workout for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So we're going to end off like where can we find you? Like what's your handle? Where can everyone follow you yes. and like hype yes. you up? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, so if you guys are <laughs> listening and you want to find me, chat more or like just connect further, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Carolina Lifestyle. And I also have a podcast called Luna the Podcast. So you can also check it out there. I post, or post, 
yeah, I guess I upload two times a week. So I usually do a guest episode and a solo episode every week. So yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's been so fun. Yeah, this was so nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I know fun. it feels like so natural. So this was really really fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you for no, coming you on. Yes. It just flows with us. So I nice. Agree. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having us. I mean, for coming on. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And as usual, definitely go follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. So, yeah. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming on again. We'll see you next week. Bye.